Yeah, we're recording. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We're recording. Hi. Hi. This is a lot better. Woo woo. Yeah, this is much better. Okay. Awesome. This is Porg. There he is. He's here to talk about pop culture today and animal rights. All right. Well, talk to me about Go it ahead. before I fall asleep. Inquire. <laughs> So this past weekend, I went and saw the new Star Wars film, and no spoilers. No, I think I can do this without spoilers. I've never seen a Star Wars movie in my life, so you can spoil me all you want, because I also never intend on seeing a Star Wars movie. Well, we're done here. <laughs> I have nothing Podcast more to say. over. That was nice while it lasted, <laughs> I guess. <gasps> Ten years down the drain. And then she flipped the mics and kicked me out of her house. Um, so porgs are these adorable little seabirds that live on an island. And there is a scene in the movie in which um a title character who actually is also an animal, I guess, technically alien animal. Um I'm not really sure what a Wookiee technically is classified oh, as. Okay. Um, but Chewbacca is is going to eat dinner and he is eating um a roasted porg. Word. So a tiny little body of one of these cute little seabirds. Um, and not only that, we could make that assumption by the fact that there's nothing else on that island, but some of the other porgs are looking on and watching him and his cute little face, like this cute little face looking at you is in the movie making these big eyes watching him and they make these little birds have these terrifying like little like oh no faces on as he's going to eat their roasted friend and um they he did not he did not end up doing it he shooed them away and then there was one left making this sad little face and he shooed them away again and then he didn't end up eating the roasted pork because he felt really guilty um so i thought that was a pretty cool message for animal rights in star wars which i thought was fun um do you think anybody else though watches i mean maybe i mean vegans, i think a yeah, lot of people watch think, star wars no no no. well <laughs> i mean everyone's got problems but do you think that the people watching star wars pick up on that though i think i think they will do they will they connect it with what they right, do right question mark right. but i think it's it's pretty obvious when it's like the literal because it's like when you see like a whole roasted chicken and you're like i obviously can tell what that is mm. it's obvious that that's a roasted porg and that the other porgs are watching like and that these animals are just like horrified at what's yeah, happening yeah. so i think they'll recognize that whether or not people make the connection um in their own lives hmm. mm, not sure um, but it is there. We also have, there are some very intelligent ice dogs in the movie that mm. help help solve a problem. Um, so it just sh- says a lot about um, the animal intelligence for these creatures, which I thought was really cool. And there's also um, a, another scene, I'm trying not to spoil, where there's animals that get rescued mm-hmm. in a manner in which you would see... They are often exploited in, for instance, Saratoga. Oh, interesting. There you go. That's that's. It's a very, and yeah. it's like a one-to-one direct, like they show. Wow. And they also show how 
the people who are training these animals, if you will, are also being abused by other people. So it's oh, like wow. a huge, it's a scene I was like, wow. That's interesting. That's a lot. So that was, um, that's really cool. And I mean, I'm hoping that at least, you know, if it hits one or two people. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool that it's out there in a mainstream movie. Yeah. Huh. People, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Go see Star Wars just for that. Um, good. Thank you. Um, I, um, I also went to, <laughs> is your porn giving me the middle paw or wing or whatever? Sure is. <laughs> oh, he does have little fingers, kind of. Um, I also went to a movie. My pop culture is also about a movie. We went to see Ferdinand last night, um, and I had some feels about it. I was really excited to go see it because it's, the, I mean, there's an obvious animal message there. Um, and I had read an article, I think in Veg News or um, something of that nature, about um, the gentle barn, the sanctuary out in California, mm-hmm. rescued a bull and named it Ferdinand in honor of the movie um, or something of that nature. And so I was psyched to see the movie. I got to tell you, um, it was cute. I mean, it's a, it's a cute kids movie, but it, it's I didn't get the message, though, that they were, you know, saying that bullfighting is bad it, it it was interesting because the, the the whole movie starts with these bulls with like little calves like the little baby bulls or whatever um and they're all really excited to see which one of their dads is going to get picked by the matador because like the bulls want to get picked to go to the bullfight they mm. they like compete against each other and it's like a big competition to see which bull is going to go because the bulls want to go and what's interesting is um, I mean, there's that that they they portray it as these bulls want to go and they want to fight in these rings or whatever, but they also touch on these bulls think that if they beat the human, you just like then then you live forever and you get to go and you come back to the farm and you just will live there forever because you won the fight, and um, if you don't get picked to go to the bullfight. The alternative is that you become meat. Like they say that in the movie, you either go, you either fight or you become meat. Like that's why the bulls want to go because they want to go and they want to win and they don't want to become meat. So it's kind of interesting. Um, And then there's a part where Ferdinand discovers that even if you do win in the, in the bull ring, you are still killed and he goes and he tells his friends. And so they're trying to rescue the other bulls and a couple bulls get taken to the factory farm and they go and rescue them. And there's actually a scene where they show, not graphically because it's a cartoon, but they do show the bull and like the harness being lifted up and like oh, taken wow. through. Yeah. And they're like trying to get him out before he goes through like the wow. saw and like the ice. It was... For a couple minutes, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like very back and forth because there's these very confusing messages of bulls wanting to go and and be fighting bulls and, and, you know, fight the matador or whatever. They want that. That's like their life's purpose or whatever. And then there's these other messages of they realize that it's bad and they have to. But do all of the bulls realize that it's bad? Well, Ferdinand like like, tells them. He's like, oh, I found this, you know, I found this room and all the, they have like the horns with like the pictures of the winning bulls and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he goes back and tells them and all that and. But then in the end, um, there's a scene where Ferdinand, being like the biggest bull, gets chosen or they make him go to the ring or whatever. And he won't fight the guy. He's he like refuses to fight because he loves flowers and peace and all that. (laughs) And um, the crowd starts cheering like, let him live, let him live, let him live. And it's really nice and touching. But 
the crowd just wants like that one bull to live. It's not saying like right. let's not bullfight anymore. It's like this one instance we're gonna they just call want it a that, day. That nice bull that I'm yeah. seeing in front of me to happen. To yeah, live. it was interesting. Um, huh. Yeah, I uh, what I was lo- looking up before we started this when I wasn't ready was I was trying to see if there were any articles about like maybe responses to it, and I found one on. Um, plant-based news that kind of says the same things that I'm saying um, that like it's almost like promoting bullfighting kind of because they're saying these bulls do want to go and the crowds you know when they get to the arena the crowd's not saying no to bullfighting it's they're like cheering and really into it and everyone's super excited so I don't know it like I felt like there was a mixed message kind of there but I I was um, actually saying at work today I was talking to Lauren about it and I was saying that I think if I saw that movie as a kid that it would leave me with some thoughts because kids are kind of literal, right? So mm-hmm. I think watching that as a child, it might leave you with some, huh, there's some, you know, maybe cows cows are killed and that's what meat is type thoughts or yeah. why are they making those cows fight? You know, like different thoughts like that. So I don't know, maybe like kind of what you were saying with Star Wars, maybe it'll affect a couple people here and there, but it wasn't quite the animal rights message I expected. Um, there were some parallels with the storyline from Okja. Like, I thought it was mm-hmm. kind of like a kid-type version of Okja, but Okja is, like, way more literal and way more, like, this is what's going on, and this is terrible, and we have to not let this happen anymore, where Ferdinand is like, yeah, I mean, it's not really great, but, like, the bulls want to do it, and I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Right. Hmm. But, yeah. I guess, yeah, in both instances for Star Wars and Ferdinand, like, maybe, maybe a few people. Yeah. But it's out there. Yeah, you can't you can't fault their putting more things. Yeah, out no, for there, sure. So that's good. And it um it kind of relates to with the other one I was originally going to talk about that I'll put off more in depth till next time because I want to look it up. But those Madagascar movies I was talking to you about the like thirty seconds that I was listening to when it was playing the other day. Um, was that the animals were saying something like, "Oh, well, life was so much better when we were in the zoo," and it. it the 30 seconds I was listening to made it seem like the animals wanted to be there and they want this and they mm-hmm. want that and something about the circus. I don't know. It was on in the background and I only heard bits and pieces. So I'm going to look into it a little bit more before I talk about it. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but go see these movies. Yeah, go see these Sign movies. Um, and also... um. I just got a, an Instagram notification, which made me remember that our video we did with Happy Cappuccino was live. So it everybody should go and watch that. Thank you, Matt, for doing that with us. It was really fun and cool. Um, it's what, little previews available on Facebook. On Facebook and on Instagram. And then um, you can go on YouTube. Yeah, the, the full length video is on YouTube. There's a, a link to it on the Happy Cap um, Instagram page. And we'll uh, we'll forward it and do whatever we can. Yeah, it's cool. You can see our faces. Mine looks angry. Yeah, you look so mad. It's just (laughs) my face, guys. The whole time you look like you're thinking in your head, whatever. I think think it's because in reality, I'm so smiley and stuff that I compensate sometimes. (laughs) Stink eye the whole time. I think because I want to be serious and I want to look good on camera. So I'm like, don't smile too much or you'll look like a goon. I'm the total opposite because I'm so aware that I have the same problem. Like, I always look like I'm mad at all times. And so whenever I, if I know people are watching or like I'm being recorded or something or whatever, I'm very conscious of it. And so I'm always like, like ear to ear, like 
totally smiling and trying to be very aware of my face. Yeah, I'm not angry, guys. I really wasn't. I was having a good time. That was a really good chai latte with a double shot of espresso. Yeah, Yeah, sure was. I wish I had one of those right now. Me too. Bring us (laughs) chai lattes. Dude, where is that pie? With espresso. Possibly on its way. I don't know. Is it? That can't be true. Someone bringing pie? Someone might be getting us a pie. Nuh-uh. I had Like right now? I mean, not like literally right now. (laughs) Are you talking about Amy? No, I forgot Amy. We might end up with two pies. It's a race. Amy S. mentioned to me she was thinking about bringing pie to the holiday party. But that's not right now. I want pie now. Oh, AOL is officially gone. I saw that. That's no, so I thought it was sad. just AOL Messenger. Yeah, Messenger, but like. My screen name was Brat384. How do you remember that? I remember all my screen names Brat384, pretty in like the letter N, <laughs> punk245. <laughs> I definitely, I had sweet smileys, 680 or something like that, maybe. Okay. Mm. Good times. Oh, yeah. yeah Good yeah. times. I think that's when I was trying to be cool. No, I'm not going to click it. Now that's all well, up for the internet. Um, <laughs> that's like a good way to start our relationship topic because think about how different relationships were when you Damn, were that age. It used to put true. shit on your away message and like put really cryptic song lyrics in your profile so that people would wonder, oh, who's that about? Is that about me? <laughs> oh my God, me? is she mad at me? Is that about yeah, me? That's true. Does she feel that way about me? That's no. true. <laughs> Perfect. Can... When I was putting song lyrics in my AOL away message, I certainly wasn't concerned whether or not somebody was eating meat. You oh, know? no. <laughs> no, I was still eating meat. So was I. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk relationships. <sighs> yeah. I'm kind of excited about this because of how excited so many people seem to be about this. Yeah. Um. This is going to end up being a two-parter, guys. We're... Probably like already be like a twelve parter. We've already probably already blown or half like the a episode. sixty parter because that's how many comments are on my Facebook status about this topic. Um, <clears throat> but I um I was really happy to see how many people commented and put their two cents in because you know or- originally we weren't really getting as much feedback as we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Facebook like exploded with people's feelings and opinions and quotes or you know questions whatever. Um, topics they would want to hear about in the realm of relationships. And so I'm, I'm like psyched to kick it off here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where do you want to start? This is very Dear Abby of us. Yeah, it is. Do you want to just start at the top? Yeah, we're just going to read your Facebook comments, guys. Uh, nobody told me I couldn't use their name, so. Yeah, you can use, just use first names. Right? Yeah. 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 Let's start. Let's start at the top because I actually liked what you were saying earlier as a response to this one. So um, if you want, if you want to kick it off. All right. Take it. Just say first names. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We don't need other people getting pumpkin pies delivered to their place no. of work. <laughs> pie for us only. Sorry. Um, no pie for us or anyone. Anyways, I'm in a. So Stacy says I'm in a vegan vegan relationship. And I want to know how to hold on to that initial excitement and joy of knowing we are with a vegan. It seems like the monotony of life can spoil anything. Eating out with others is a good reminder of how freaking awesome my husband is, but I don't want to see people eating animals, so I avoid those get-togethers a bit. So, lucky 
for Stacy. She. Why? (laughs) What are you? That's what she's setting. Eating out. Ah. (laughs) I see. Eating out. Eating out with with others. Got it. (laughs) Great. Uh, Anyway, it's very V-spot appropriate. That is V-spot appropriate. (laughs) So. Anyway, Stacy is, I guess, what most of us would consider really lucky because she's in a vegan, vegan relationship and she says her husband's freaking awesome. So that's. Yay, Stacy. <laughs> Yay. You like your husband. That's important. That's not always a given nowadays. So um, I wonder that's... if that's something that other people experience, though. Not that... liking their husbands? Probably all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, um, no, I mean, if you're in a vegan, vegan relationship, does like, does it get monotonous? Like, I, I think I think life gets monotonous. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, you know, if you've been in a relationship for, oh, I don't know, like 12 years or something ridiculous like that. Is that how long y'all have been together? No. Yeah. Is that true? It's 2017. We for started real? dating in 2003. Shit. I can't understand that. Anyway, go on. <laughs> right. It's so long. So you start, you've been <laughs> together 12 years or whatever, two years, yeah. three years, you know, however long. And even after a few months, you start to notice that things are not as exciting. Going out to dinner is no longer the same yeah. as it was when you fall into it was the routines. First, yeah. It's just, that's how life just gets. Sure. So like, I don't think being vegan is any different than that necessarily um so it would fall prone to the same things as life in general my (laughs) can you hear him we cannot get through this (laughs) what I can't keep it together. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, he's looking as though something's going wrong. No, we're good. Okay. Um, but you said something to me at work that I thought was a good point. That I think you said Andy said. Yeah. So that was just I got, you know, another opinion. Um Because I was like, a vegan, vegan relationship. Well, everything's perfect. You know, like you just, your first thought is like, ah, lucky. And then you're like, wait a second, no. Um, Because at the end of the day, being vegan isn't all that matters. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's not. We can get into that more after. Um, But the response that was given to me that I totally agree with when, you know, I asked the question to Andy, well, what would you do if you had a vegan, vegan relationship to keep things like, you know, spicy if you will to keep things like you know exciting and what he said and I totally I was like wow that's a good point is do something that has nothing to do with being vegan right maybe your focus on like being vegan might be a little bit too much like do make your favorite vegan snacks I don't know have taco Tuesdays like we do weekly Mm -hmm. (laughs) except tonight but anyways, um, Taco Tuesdays or something Mexican Monday, something like that, 
watch, start a new Netflix show that has nothing to do with being vegan. Your yeah. meal is vegan. You know, you pick your favorite themed vegan meal. So there's your tie into veganism sure. that you'll both enjoy because you're both vegan. And then start something that's fun or weird or new and exciting that has nothing to do with it. And like, there's your there's your keeping things interesting. Yeah. Maybe incorporate your veganism into a way that's easy, but without overthinking it. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, You know, if you wanted to keep it something like maybe go volunteer at an animal sanctuary together. Yeah. Have you done that yet? You know, have you hit all of the sanctuaries in the area? Um, You know, adopt, you know, go to Catskill Animal Sanctuary. Yeah. Adopt or sponsor one of the um, animals. Go down and volunteer. Visit your sponsored animal together like that's again that might eventually get monotonous sure but still that's something else maybe you could try doing yeah just different ideas yeah. but i really like the idea of maybe don't focus on yeah your vegan yeah things. what else do you guys have in common what else do you like to do together what else brought you together what else yeah what, what else? else haven't you done yeah like do something yeah. totally weird like i said binge watch a new sci-fi tv yeah, show that's which so weird yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, Twin Peaks. watch TV. It's so weird. Watch TV. It's the strangest thing. Watch. I'm Twin making Peaks. fun of you. I know. <laughs> I know. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, no, that's a good one. I like that. Um, the next one I was really looking forward to talking about because it nice hair I... by the way. What nice hair by the way? What's it uh, doing? Just kidding. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um. No, this um, this one, this point was one I was really looking forward to talking about because I can relate. Um, and I feel like this will I feel like we're going to probably talk a little bit more about vegan, not vegan more than anything else, because it seems to be where the controversy lies. Um, but my good friend Teresa um, posted, I'm usually the one who makes dinner, uh, which is fine because I usually have an idea of what I want and know how to make more vegan dishes. He usually doesn't complain about whatever I make, but sometimes we'll need some convincing to try certain things. Sometimes it's frustrating when he uses it as an excuse to not come with a suggestion for dinner or for where to go to dinner. He'll do the, I don't know what you eat, or you're the one who won't eat certain things, so I don't know where you can go. First of all, you do know what I'll eat, and I can usually find something to eat just about anywhere you'd like to go. He does a great at home because uh, I won't cook certain things, but I feel like the second we go out, he takes advantage to get every piece of meat on his place that he can, um, plate that he can. And then there are the occasional moments where I say things like, oh, I would never eat so-and-so again. And he'll say things like, don't say never. You never know. Like, he would prefer it if I ate animal products. I do know and would much rather you just be supportive because what I'm doing is not harming you in any way. Um, I think that the what Teresa's talking about is um, – stretches so far past just um you know romantic relationships because how yeah. often do you hear that stuff well i don't know what you can eat or where can you well, even go from so, literally everyone in your life so here's a great um example from over the weekend mm -hmm. i'm amongst complete allies friends relationship families mm -hmm. um this past weekend in myrtle beach but you know when we're going out to eat especially for breakfast um, is posed to me, well, where do you want to go? So here's a couple of things. Fun fact about me. I don't like making decisions. Me either. Don't ask me where I want to go. I get like flustered and frustrated. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure for me, so I don't like doing it. So when three people in a car are sitting and going, well, where do you want to go to breakfast? And they're like, well, Danielle, where do you want to go? Because 
you're the because you you're, like, the, one with you're the, the one with the thing right. i'm like this is i don't like making this decision to begin with yeah. and now this is way too much pressure and that was coming from the best place possible mm-hmm. but for me i was just like i can't like just go i was literally i was like go somewhere because i will figure like i will figure yeah, it out just I'm the same way go anywhere and then no, it, I like it turned out where we went was technically not vegan and i ended up making delicious yeah. tofu burritos there yeah, no, you know, I, but, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I get like that every single, and sometimes I feel bad because I know he gets frustrated. I, every single time Mike's like, where do you want to go for dinner? I'm like, wherever you want to go because I'll figure it out. Even if I have to have salad and fries, like I, I'll figure it out. Right. I would rather we go where you want to go so that I don't have to like feel, you know, uncomfortable about making a choice, which I know is kind of dumb. I know. But I'm just like, I just don't, I'll go wherever. Like, I can eat whatever, you know? So I totally relate to that. And it's the same with, like, family and friends. Mm-hmm. And how often do you hear, oh, you really don't think you'll ever eat that again? Or don't you miss so-and-so? And what about this? And you hear that from literally everyone. So I feel like that can get very, very frustrating. Um, And I totally relate to that. But I think you just have to... I don't know, take it for what it is and just remember that you're making this choice that I think sometimes people don't understand. Oh, yeah. Especially depending on age groups, cultures. Yeah, culture. It's a huge thing. Yeah, and I I know her significant other and I know, you know, um, they come from a a big Greek family and uh, food is such a staple in their life. They, They own restaurants in the capital region. And so I can see how that would be kind of a, you know, a point of contention. Um, and kind of like a frustrating mark because I, I have had those same experiences and it can get very frustrating for sure. Um, especially when uh, sometimes I can't understand how people can be so likely to try a new dish that has some crazy meat product on it or some cheese made from something really gross, but you tell them it's made from plants and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I can't. I don't want to eat that. That's gross. And it's like, what? You'll eat what? <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's yep. Yep. Um, there was an instant. There was an instance again over the weekend of. Two people that we met, um, friends who have gone cruising, world travelers, really, you know, cultured people exposed to totally different things who would not eat mushrooms or were afraid to try vegan food um, because I, I made the Christmas dinner and it was all vegan. And so, well, Andy and I both made it, it was all vegan. And they were talking about how they tried zebra and they've tried emu and they've tried all these different things but and they, yet but no present plants. them with a kale salad and they took a literal one piece of kale not a strip of kale not a like a like a piece a nubbin of kale and tried it and ended up liking it haha jokes on them um and they ended up taking more but some things they wouldn't try cuz they were like no like That's I'm crazy. not, I'm not gonna try. Then I was like, "But you've eaten zebra, yeah." It's crazy that that happened. I was just astonished by that, mm. and I don't think it's that vegan label. I guess people are just yeah. really weird about it. Yeah, yeah, and that can get in the way for sure in relationships, especially like I know when Mike and I first started dating, and I told him I was a vegan, and you know made a very big deal out of how important that was to me. I think it was a little off putting because it made him feel like I was, you know, 
making it seem like I think I'm better than people or that, you know, I am close minded to other things and all of all of that because of the way I presented it. And it all like stems from using that word vegan. You know, Mm -hmm. it can really, I think, cause an issue. Um, But what I think. Again, with Teresa's comment and most of the comments that we got from this Facebook post, I think like the biggest thing that I want to talk about because I'm kind of blown away by it, but also not because I used to think this way, is how adamant people are that they would never date someone who's not vegan. How can you, uh, how, how, talk, I mean, talk about never say never. You know what I mean? I like, I could how? never date someone who's Jewish. I could never date someone who's shorter than I am. I could never date yeah. someone who has solar panels on their house. I, I mean, had someone knows? tell me once, this is true, and he's not listening to this podcast, so I don't feel bad saying it. That's fine. I had someone tell me once that he knew we had no future because he could never have children with someone who had brown eyes because brown eyes are a dominant gene. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's true. Someone said that to me once. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that's insane. You can, I mean, there's so many things people say they'll I never just, date somebody who does X, Y, and Z, but it's crazy to me because if you look at that same person who says, I could never date an omnivore. Ever. Would you never date a Jewish? Like, what is your faith belief? Are you an atheist? Are right. you a Catholic? Would you never date someone outside of your faith or religion? Right. If if Because for a lot of vegans, it's the same thing. It is it's, the same it's thing. It's your ethics. It's your, your faith, if you will. But... If... I'm sorry. What is gay vegan adventurer? <laughs> you can't send me shit when we're recording. What did you do? <laughs> do you think he's gay? <laughs> I hope he's not. He's very cute. He's a gay vegan adventurer. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just really happy. Uh, mm. All right. What were we saying before we got <laughs> real crazy? Um... Oh, saying that you would never do something as far as like dating oh, yeah. someone else. Well, because a lot of for a lot of vegans, it is kind of, you know, their equivalent of their faith or, you know, a strong ethical stance, obviously. Um, so I, I can you know, that's definitely a fair comparison saying that you would never. But what if I guess there's so many what ifs with us because we had a couple of people um, who wrote in to yeah. two gentlemen who wrote in saying I would never date someone who wasn't a vegan. Um, but like, where's the line with that? What yeah. if, what if you meet someone who, you know, what if you just meet somebody, you're in a coffee shop, right? Yeah. And, and some person comes and is talking to you and you make this really great connection. You're chatting for a while. You exchange phone numbers before you exchange phone numbers. Are you going to ask them if they're vegan? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you going to cross that bridge before you even excuse me? Is that a carcass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, you know, it's kind of a hard line to draw, I think. And I used to think that way before Mike and I started dating. I was like, I don't think I could date somebody who wasn't vegan. Sure. Because um, my last relationship, we were both vegan. And it just, you know, it was so easy because you didn't have to worry about stuff like that. But to your point earlier, there's so many other things 
And and if that one thing isn't there, but everything else is, how are you going to say no to that? How are you, you what, know what I mean? That's what like um, our girl Melanie Joy said. Yeah. In Beyond Beliefs. And she talked about what else do you have in common? Mm-hmm. Literally, what what else? If there's nothing you have in common, why would you well, be? Then, you know? I mean, that's your. Yeah. But if you so have the same, you like the same movies, you have the same, you go take walks on the beach, you do photography, you like running, you like hiking, any of these things. Maybe you both volunteer at animal shelters. One of you is a vegan, one of you isn't. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell that person to go fuck themselves? What right. if they are open to being vegan and you never give them that chance? Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're totally cast off. They end up with someone who's not vegan. Then you have two not vegans. Yeah. And, you know, like, or even I mean, even if they whatever. themselves aren't going to go vegan, um, but they're supportive of you in it, you know, they're not a dick to you about it. They don't make you uncomfortable. They don't question your choices. I think that's you know, we've talked about this before. Like, that's what matters. Right. Is the support and the and the backing, if you will. What if you have the best vegan partner or love interest who's then dating 12 other people on the side right so like cool they're vegan but you know and you have a couple of things in common but like i don't know maybe they're just a shady person right 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 absolutely so i don't know i would just and we have so many instances um lauren wrote this in my relationship as well we were already in relationships when we decided to go vegan. Yeah. And just like you and your former relationship. So like. Yeah. What, um, was, what po- would these hardcore people expect you to do? The other person like break up, you know? Like, right. Um, that's actually what Casey wrote. And I thought that what she said was really valuable. Um, Casey. Hi, Casey. We Hi, miss Casey. you so much. Um, So I'm going to read what she wrote. She wrote, I wasn't a vegetarian until recently, and Eric and I have been in a relationship since I was 20. You do the math. That's uh, 12 years for those of you who don't know Casey. Um, Yikes. Or 13 years? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Casey. I sometimes (laughs) get frustrated when he isn't 100% on board, but I also remind myself that this wasn't necessarily something he signed up for. If he decided on a lifestyle change, I would feel disrespected if he just expected me to hop on board with him, only because we are partners. It's easy for me to forget the compromises and support I get from my partner. Eric never complains about not cooking meat at home, and he tries to look for veg-friendly places when we decide on a restaurant, etc. When I fixate on the frustrating parts, when I fixate on the frustrating parts, so I try not to do that. I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe talk a little bit about omnivore partners who stick it out when the other partner decides on a change. They deserve a little credit. And I loved that because mm-hmm. I I'm so guilty all the time of getting frustrated with Mike for the, well, where do you want to go? You're the one who ha- can only eat certain things, da, da 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 when he's saying those things while on his phone searching menus for things I can eat, while he's asking waiters, can you make this without this? And, you know, doing things that I'm not doing for myself because I'm too busy being frustrated, you know? And, and so I think it's so important to talk about that because these people may never be vegetarian they may never be vegan but they're supporting you in it right so what if you find somebody who may not completely convert quote unquote if you will but they're supporting you through it and they're like yeah like I think that's great and I understand why you're doing it Mm -hmm. but I'm not ready to make that change and it doesn't speak to me the way it doesn't speak or the way it speaks to you or whatever you know And, and maybe again thinking little changes make a huge difference absolutely what if you know you do the cooking like our one friend said here, and you're the one who does the cooking, 
and your partner supports you. Therefore, once a week or twice a week, they aren't eating exactly. meat or dairy as well, just if, by virtue of they are an ally to you. Exactly. And you're doing the cook. So you're yes. two birds, one stone kind I of thing. I think if That's there was a way. Vegan, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think if there was a way to somehow go back in time and measure the difference in meat consumption in the last seven months, Mike and I have been together versus before, There's, a, I would think that there is a huge decrease he says all the time how he used to eat burgers like on a daily basis and he now he can't even remember the last time he had a real hamburger so i mean just your presence in general is right influencing somebody right of course you're going to influence the person you're with because you that's just what happens you meet people that you're you know you're connected to and you Mm -hmm. take little pieces and learn from them and so on and so forth so of course there's going to be something you know Mm -hmm. um so I guess I just don't understand um, the hard, I would never do that, you know, because I just feel like you're shutting some potentially great people out, you know? I yeah. don't know. I liked, see, I liked more what um, what Lauren said. Yeah. Um, ooh. Oh, we have two Lauren Bs. Ah! Um, we do? Yeah. The one we work with. And well, we both we work with both of them. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're um, right. So I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. single Lauren. OK, the one who's single. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Lauren. So Lauren said single vegan haven't found any other vegans out there. So, of course, the question is, where are the vegan men? Which like that actually is a great question. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Where are you? Um, I haven't lim- limited myself to vegans because I haven't found any yet. And who knows if I will. That said, so far, I found that anyone I've gone on a date with so far has been pretty respectful of it. My boundaries are one, no food that is visibly an animal. Think wings, ribs, shrimp, giant bloody steaks, etc. And two, no animal products in my house. Mostly a guy just has questions about it and ordered a vegan meal or vegetarian meal as well. I'm pretty open about it on dating sites too and haven't gotten any odd comments about it, though I have no idea if it's getting me more or less messages. <laughs> One guy's first message to me was along the lines of, I could never be full vegan, but maybe part time, which is mostly a good example of people being unable to formulate an actual greeting, which I totally agree with. Yeah, right. Um, But what I like that Lauren said is she has not limited herself to just vegans, but she knows her boundaries. Yeah. And I think that's super. Absolutely. That's super respectful, like to do for yourself and for your potential. Like you're saying, I'm open to you eating meat if that's what you want to do however these are these are my boundaries please respect that and thus far she's had success with it yeah so why not take that path instead of being a hard no yeah no omnivore no 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 why not say okay my boundaries are this this and this and maybe i'll meet someone awesome who then is fine with those boundaries and maybe they have an open mind and they're willing to move more yeah um be uh, yeah no i totally agree um and maybe, like, uh, Mike tells me all the time, he has a cousin who's vegan. Uh, his cousin and his cousin's wife, they're vegan. and um, But he, you know, never wanted to hear any of what he had to say on the subject and was not likely to try any food he suggested or anything because he just got, like, a bad preachy vibe or something like that. Um, but then with me, he was a lot more open to it. So, you know, maybe it's also somebody who's had who knew a vegan who was a real dick and was really aggressive and right. you know those like soapbox pita vegans that I totally used to and sometimes still am but maybe you just got a bad experience and you need somebody to to give you a better experience I don't know there's so many different avenues I feel like I don't know I, I just yeah. and I but what I also think is so important too is that for people like Lauren um, people like 
you know, me, people like my, our friend Amy, who posted about um, <clears throat> being, she wrote, I'm single, but I always think about what my future would be like, things like getting married, and would it be okay to have meat and other animal products at the wedding, or is it okay to have meat in the house when living together? Would you cook them food if they wanted something? I'm a very civil person, but I do get frustrated when people who are close to me try to put down my diet. How do you get through the hard moments of having different lifestyles? When you are with someone, you take on another family too. How do you go about things that the family? How do you go about things so that the family respects you and your choices, especially when there could be kids in the future? Um, I think that the, that that's a great point, and I think what is so important for everybody to remember when you're deciding when you're dating if you're going to date somebody who is an omnivore or not. That if you decide that you do, it's okay, and if people are judging you for it, fuck them, because that's one thing that I have really. Ex- experienced or feel like I'm experiencing is that because I'm dating an omnivore people are giving me the stink eye or it somehow makes me less vegan or it somehow lowers my credibility or how can you preach this or say that or do this when you're dating somebody who eats animals you know what I mean and like that's shitty I think you know what I mean no it's and those those what what Amy was saying about, you know, what about having animal products at the wedding, having meat in the house? Would you cook them food? Those are boundaries that you're going to have to draw. Me personally, exactly I would never it. cook meat. I would never do it. Mike and I have had conversations about meat in the house, and that's still something that we would be working out. The wedding thing is something we would still work out should we ever get there. Like, But my one hard absolutely never is I would never cook an animal product. That's a hard 100% no for me. And I think it's important to like have that respect and have that understanding. And those choices are choices that you're making for you and for the person you're in a relationship with. And like, who cares what everybody Fuck else Fuck everyone thinks. else. It's you're I taking on so much of it. You're taking you know? on a family. Yes, you are. Um, but like we talked about in episode one, you have your own family who mm-hmm. can be assholes sometimes, too. Um, it's about you and your partner. If your partner will, at the end of the day, you know, go to bat for you or not. Yeah. But again, take out the fact that it's veganism. You could be a different literal, you know, religion. You could be a different race. Yeah. You could be a different anything. Maybe yeah. it's your your partner's first, you know, same sex yeah. partner or something like that. You know, there's so many different challenges that you can face. You're taking on a family. But again, yeah. fuck them. If they it's yeah. about you and your partner mm-hmm. and you, you need to find someone who's through it. Yeah. You just got to find somebody who's going to support you and be there for you and not alienate you or question the choices that you feel are important for you, you know, and whether what, what they eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner is not directly related to whether or not they're a good person. No, it's just not. And if if they support you and if they're willing to listen to you, then that's fine. Know your boundaries. You know, with to Amy, I would say when it, when you're thinking about things um you know like getting married or animal products at the house the wedding whatever just think about what you would want and what you'd be willing to compromise Mm -hmm. and don't think about it now yeah don't while you're single I would say don't think about it yeah because Because I'll tell you what what you're thinking about is not going to be what happens no (laughs) I will tell you that right now yeah exactly Don't don't worry about that, because setting those expectations for I'm going to have a vegan wedding, vegan house, I'm never doing this, I'm never doing that. 
I think potentially sets you up for failure because then if you have all of these hard lines and you draw them and you are so sure about them, what if you meet an op- like a really great person who's an omnivore? Mm-hmm. Then you go, well, well, fuck it. I can't yeah. meet at my wedding. See ya. Yeah. Or, it, you know, <laughs> if you have all those things, I'll never, you know, I won't have meat in my house. I would never do this. I would never do that. And then you meet an omnivore and you decide to change your mind on those things then that there's this and i'm speaking from experience there's this like internal struggle with well what does this say about me uh, you know right. should i be making choices for some guy but that's not what it is you know what i mean but right. you, you get in your own head and you start thinking all of these like stupid things and what are people gonna think but who cares about what people think who right. cares who the F cares? Shouldn't people be more concerned with you finding somebody who treats you well, who is there for you, who is good to you, who actually wants a future with you? Isn't that a little bit more important, I would think? So, like, just find somebody who's nice. Yeah. You and, support, and supports you. If it's yeah. someone who's an omnivore and they shit on you being vegan, yeah. that's a whole different thing. Right. That Yeah, no, that's a whole different then thing. You, then you walk away from Dump that them. situation um, you know, if they belittle you for it or if they make fun of you for it or make you feel bad for it, then you walk away from it. Yeah. But if it's someone who respects you and respects your decision to be vegan and yeah. what you do with that, then yeah. that's know, know what you want, your boundaries, yeah. and just go for it. Yeah. The one thing I will say, I guess maybe the, if you will, exception to my stance on this that I truly did not even think about um, was what Ashley posted. Um, trying to find it, which um, is since I have a rescued chicken and plan to rescue more chickens, I honestly think it wouldn't work out if I was to date someone who ate chickens, especially since I would need to be with someone who is on the same page as me about rescuing because it's a lot of time and money and I would need someone trustworthy to take care of them if I ever needed to. I also can't look at a dead chickens bodies on someone's plate for most people that would be like them dating someone who ate dog i'm pretty much convinced i'm going to be alone forever with all of my chickens <laughs> no you're not because you're awesome yeah but no you're really nice her, and her, so what if you are your chickens really yeah, your ch- oh, man this is really nice Wish I had chickens yeah um but she and margaret who is um margaret's who took in the rooster that we rescued over the oh, summer with Rocky. Up, yeah, that's really? Margaret. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Um, yeah, she's who took in what did we name him? Paul. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> when we rescued a rooster. Yeah. Um she also rescues chickens and and commented that she feels the same way. And that's a really good point that, you know, you don't really think about because you're not in that situation, of course. But I guess that is the one or one of the situations where I can understand saying you got to be vegan or you can't eat, you know, you obviously can't be eating chickens when I'm rescuing chickens. It's kind of contradictory, but. But, okay. So what if Ashley meets someone and Ace is the one who changes their mind? Yeah. But how much time might that take? Right. So and that that's, I guess my... that's what I mean, too, is when you meet someone is the first thing you're going to ask, oh, are you vegan? Because X, Y and Z. You obviously exactly. are going to know that right off the bat. So and that gets hard because then you meet somebody, you get invested and you start liking someone. And then are you going to say, no, I actually can't do this because you're not vegan or it, there's just I just feel like there's no. I would just say be open to it. Like, I, I agree in that situation. That's hard. That, that that's is hard. hard. Yeah, that's definitely hard. But that's... like if someone 
also an cats, educational yeah i would be like get the fuck out of my house yeah. get out of here but it's also like a great educational opportunity you know like we'll meet my chickens and see why they're just like it's, your cats it's just like your dogs with chickens mm-hmm. because people have so little understanding sure. of how wonderful they are mm-hmm. it, it you know even even being vegan even being vegetarian it took me time to understand how smart and how much personality like a chicken has like how how wonderful they are it still took me time yeah and that was after i stopped eating them yeah same me too what if you know what if it takes meeting one chicken who changes your mind yeah but you kind of have to give that person somewhat of a chance you know if they walk into your house eating kfc Maybe get them out, but maybe don't be, you know, totally opposed to the idea of potentially working with someone. Mm -hmm. I would say in that instance, it would have to be an open minded person, maybe not a vegan off the bat, but definitely open minded to the potential of being vegetarian. For sure. So. For sure. Yeah, that's relationships. I think we're like at our time. If we want to make this a two-parter, I guess we could. Relationships are hard. See what else (laughs) we come up with. I mean, damn, we'll have another two weeks. Again, I could talk about this all day. I just feel like this has been a very recent large learning for me. So I have feels. I have feels on the subject. I also am kind of curious. um, I know you were asking Andy before but I'd be curious to hear some of the other side of it too you know like what are the struggles like you know what are some of the things that you think about when you're dating a vegan and you're not necessarily vegan like what are the things that you're conscious of you know does it make you think differently does it you know are you questioning your own choices there's definitely the other side of it too you know we'll have to maybe we can we're going to have to interview people. None of these people are going to volunteer their no, answers. No. We're going to have to pin them down and threaten them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just ask. I mean, I just asked. But, like, apparently Andy's just the exception to everything. So whatever. It's fine. I just try to, you know, like I've said before, I try to remember my reaction to I want to go vegan. And it was not a pleasant reaction. So, you know, and uh, Bridget um, also said that her boyfriend was one of those. I will never be vegan. I will never do this. Absolutely not. I think she said that he said something like, keep your voodoo away from me or yes. something like that. So, you know, there's people say never to a lot of things that they end up doing. So I just think the moral of the story is to never say never. Right. Right. Just be open. Be open to it. Be open minded. Ali said that. Yeah. Um, in her post, you know, she's lucky she's a vegan, vegan relationship. Um, but her this this girl is so wise. Um, just saying an open minded person is what matters. Yeah. At the end of the day, an open minded person is what matters. Yeah. So, so maybe next next time we'll continue relationship talk um, and maybe. See if we can get a hold of some of the answers from the other side, the dark side. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> um, and... Produced by Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um... 
uh, what's the opening to Law and Order? These are inspired by true events. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Or is that Dragnet? I think that's, that's Dragnet. Dragnet. <laughs> um, um, anyway. I'm pretty sure it's fictional. It says Law and Order goes out of its way to say that it's fictional. Yeah, Dragnet was even the one though, that was like the the names and places have yeah, been changed. Yeah, even though you to look at you look at Law and Order and you're like, this is not fictional, you liars. <laughs> but right, oh yeah, but it's ripped from the headlines. Um, but anywho, thank you for uh, all of the people who commented on my Facebook post. But if you guys could do us a solid and follow directions and <laughs> send us emails and comment on our Instagram when we ask you to instead of my personal Facebook, I got to get all personal to yeah. get people to We're trying follow not directions. to use our personal Facebooks. We're professionals now. That's right. That's right. So please send us emails, the vSpotPodcast at gmail.com. Um, please follow us on Instagram and the write V-Spot your thoughts podcast. and feels. The VSpot Podcast. Twitter. We Twitter. do have Twitter. Andy runs it. Twitter. The <laughs> VSpot Podcast on Twitter. I don't know what goes on over there. I don't uh, twit. I don't, they, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't twit. I don't twat. I don't twit or twat. <laughs> twat. Don't do any of that. Um, tweet. But shoot us emails. Tell us your feels, especially if you are. Um, in a relationship that's not vegan vegan and your significant other has some feels that they want to share send us an email comment on some things yeah um, just reach out to us we're trying to make this happen and don't forget to rate review subscribe can you hear him which cat is this that's Dante Dante say hello He's so nice. He's also the one who was hacking up a hairball mid. Oh, hello, Dante. Oh, hello. And I guess that's. All right. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. All right. Do you want to try to do it at the same time again? Okay, let's do it. Okay, you ready? I'm going to mind meld and we're going to do it at the same time. You ready? Yeah. Oh. Oh. We'll try it again. Okay, you ready? Damn it. (laughs) One more more time. time. (laughs) That's good enough. We're done.